Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. And I am joined by my big brother and yours, the man who went to not E3, shook hands with the greatest. Uh, he's still bald, just so you know. Mr. Ainsley Bowden from Season Gaming's Cast. How are you, sir? I am very well, man. Yeah, I was in L.A. I asked all the Xbox execs about hair transplants, but um, I just don't have that kind of money. You know what I mean? Fair. I, I don't do what Joe does for on the on the side. You know, I can't make 500 bucks an hour. So, I know. I yeah. Know. yeah, we learned yeah. some things. We learned. Some things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, guys. It's been too long. It's been way too long. And I feel like we say that every episode now. This is becoming like a monthly show. Um, I know, right? But, uh, that was that was my fault this time around. So yeah. we'll sort it out. We do what we got to do, man. It shows about being, <clears throat> being fun or having fun, hanging out with our buddies. That's how we do it, man. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> to Ainsley Bowden's left, but to our right looking at him, is Mr. Joseph Moran, host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Joseph, how are you, sir? I have put over 100 hours into Diablo. No, I have no shame. <laughs> I think I have two. I'm addicted. I think I have two. I felt all the way over there. I made a mistake. No. Yeah, I'm like four days in on that. Three days in, four days in. It's been. Hey, Tom, what's your number on uh, Diablo? Couldn't even tell you. Too many. Um, I did two closed betas, the open beta, and then the review. Betas. You can't count. Betas. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying those those four things alone were probably like 150 plus hours. And then uh, in the in since release, I probably I don't know because I play on PC. It doesn't track your time. Um, mm. Okay. So I don't know. I would I would guess probably eighty to hundred again. I'm a sixty-seven on my main, and then I have a sorceress as well as my secondary that I'm working nice. on. I tried rogue for a little bit, and I was like, rogue's great, but I really want to get the sorceress to to level one hundred before I start even thinking about you know a, a secondary character. So I don't know what level you are currently. Seventy-one. Um, Humble brag. Okay, so yeah, you've been grinding. Then I was going to say, as you've noticed, right? Once you get into like the sixties. Slow it takes down. some time. You got to put the time yeah. in. So getting oh, yeah. to 100 is a serious grind. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to get into the level f- uh, t- uh, four tournament uh, world here because it it gives you a bit more XP in the lower 60 areas so that when, once I'm hit, like, <laughs> I, can, I can hit level 70 faster. So are um, you, you're 71, but you're still not on world tier four? I'm on world tier four now, but it, everything okay. is kicking my ass yeah you got to get some ancestral items so we could we could talk in detail about it but yeah once you get to four the the it hits a lot harder but you like you got sacred items in world tier three now you get ancestral items and once you get a few of those upgrades you'll start being okay again but you definitely want to play in four because four like you said gives you more xp and stuff but it also has additional items that drop like you can't get in world tier three so there's uniques that are only in world tier four yeah, unfortunately, it's only like lightning pieces that are dropping for me, and I'm an ice like sorceress. So it like, happens. Oh, it's, it, I, I keep on getting this the 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 coolest <clears throat> unique staff, and I'm like, I'll I may I may deal with a staff if it's like got some like cold damage to it. Only lightning, the only variants, only lightning. It sucks. <laughs> happens. That's part I'm of the grind. A, I'm at 104 hours. I checked. Yeah, nice. that's it. Like, like this week's show, obviously, it's a, bit, a little bit more loose because 
it's post not E3. So there's really not a whole lot of news coming out, but I want to ask you, because you, you went to again, not E3, you saw Star- Starfield. You're really excited about No Man's yeah. Sky too. Do you think that is the only game? It looks could, like No Man's Sky <laughs> that could overtake Diablo uh, Four as your game of the year. Like, do you think that thing has what it takes to, to be your goatee, as a kid say? Oh, that's a good question. Um, potentially, I would say yeah. I think it'd be really tough. Um, Diablo is my jam. I've been saying that all year, right? You guys, I've preached about it forever and i love it to death and uh i'm still addicted to it after all this time with betas and review and everything else i i literally haven't played halo in weeks wow which for me if you know me is crazy like that doesn't happen so and it's because of diablo so um i don't know i i think it could i'll tell you this we were sitting there in a theater it was a great setup super exciting you know, lots of energy and all that. And they, they move into the Starfield Direct, and I'm sitting with a whole bunch of people that our audience knows and you guys know. Sitting with Carl. Blam, weren't you? I was sitting directly next to Blam. I hung out with him a lot. Awesome dude. Shout That's out cool to PTK dude. Blam in the shop podcast. Love him. So I was sitting with PTK. Cog was right behind me. Attic, Sean Labrie, Colt, Risk It for Biscuit, Holly, uh, Dante, another. Uh, guy i met for the first time uh, i forget what he goes by on twitter i can put it up but he's awesome too so we had a big group and anyway like 15 minutes into the direct presentation of starfield which as you guys know was 45 minutes long right it was long 15 minutes into it me and cog specifically were like yelling throw the damn towel because we were already like so far blown away at the depth of what they were presenting and then it just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and it's very clear that you know, they've said it all along and we all were kind of like, eh, we'll see if it delivers and it's going to, it might be buggy. And yeah. we've, uh, you know, some people have been really hyped for it, but I think us, I don't want to speak for you guys, but at least for me, it was kind of like, I'm definitely hyped for it, but cautiously, like I'm worried it's not going to yes. live up to these gigantic expectations. And we talked, me and Colt talked to Pete Hines directly, just the three of us for a while. Um, I talked to Todd Howard, as you guys saw. Um, and I was in a presentation that was not broadcast. That was only for media. Um, funny enough, I was literally directly behind the Polygon writer who was writing their article as I was sitting there. Oh, wow. Um, and having had all those conversations and learned what I learned about it, uh, I will tell you it's my number one most anticipated game for the rest of the year now. Um, from what I've heard, right, uh, it is already in a state today that is kind of less buggy, if you will, than your traditional Bethesda release. And they've obviously still got a few more months of QA and polish to go. Um, Pete Hines told us, he told a funny anecdote. He said he was in his hotel when Summer Game Fest was happening. He wasn't at the actual event. And he said on his Xbox, he had, uh, you know, like on the dashboard, it says Summer Game Fest is live now. Click it to watch. And he said he looked at it and went right up to the Starfield button and just kept playing Starfield. He said he's been playing it for months. He literally can't stop. He said people are going to lose thousands of hours into this game. He said, like, as long this was after the presentation. And he said, we know you. we showed you a lot. He said, it's literally scratching the surface of what is in this game. Um, And of course, Pete's going to say that he's Bethesda VP. I get it. I was going to say, do you, you believe him? I do. I yeah. do, because the, the other conversations are just like, 
like I said, if you watch that direct and you've played a lot of games, you've been around a long time and you know, you know, you've been around from the wing commander days way back when and Starflight and all these games we grew up with in sci-fi mass effect, probably the biggest kind of more recent example. It has like elements of all those games, mm-hmm. all of them, along with being a Bethesda RPG. And what they said specifically, which blew me away is that everything in the environment is interactable like it you would expect in a bethesda rpg right like like the girl joked i collect sandwiches and she's got like 100 sandwiches on the table right like you can kind of do in the environment whatever you want to do but it's on a scale that is just so vast it's kind of hard to fathom and yeah so long story short joe i think it could for me if if the exploration has depth that's the big thing for me i love to get lost in games and explore and if as I'm exploring, I'm constantly finding interesting things on my own. Don't you know me? I don't want a guide. Don't give me markers. Just shut it all off and let me just go do my thing. If I can do that and, and I'm finding unique and interesting things, it's going to take over my life. If you get to like the 50th planet and it starts to feel real samesy, then that's going to be a different conversation. Uh, I don't think it'll hit as hard for me. And then the other factor for me, which I'm sure it is for everyone, is story. Um, you know, is the story they said it's, you know, it looks again, vast, it looks very grand kind of figuring out origins of the universe type thing, but it, how hard is that going to hit? How well-written is it going to be? We'll have to see. And that's the thing that I, <clears throat> so like, I've been very cautious with this game because like Bethesda PR does like to promise a lot and yep. then kind of under deliver on things. Um, they do a great job at talking. Like, don't get me wrong, but they like to over deliver a lot or, or, or try to. Um, that that being said, seeing the game in action, I'm more optimistic. Like, I'm actually excited for it now. I think visually the game looks stunning, even like down to some of the characters, which, you know, we've been getting a lot of requests. So I'll, I'll just a quick question over to you, uh, Luke, because um, it must have been, I mean, really hard to keep the secret that you're in Starfield. How's that? <laughs> How do you feel about it, bud? Uh, I think they owe me uh, a jacket or a, a t-shirt or something. <laughs> oh, guys, I got a free Starfield jacket. I saw there that you, you guys would be getting. I'm very jealous of that. There you go. Yeah. So, Paul, I, this Paul did not get one. What? He was upset. Uh, yeah, why not? he did not. How so, well, I don't want to get into it, but basically, you could be media, which we were, or you could be fan fest. Yeah. Uh, I know it's beautiful, isn't it? Mine's mine's right here below me. Um, you could be media or you could be fan fest. We were media, but I got very lucky that someone also gave me a fan fest invite as well. So Cog was media only, so he was in there uh, with us, but he didn't get all the fan fest kind of goodies, if you will. Gotcha, gotcha. Shane's got uh, it twice, and I was at home. But like that's <laughs> <laughs> all right, Luke. All right, I'm not there. <laughs> I know, I get it. This is, I, I'm playing the smallest violin in the world right now. <laughs> um, but no, like th- the only thing that has me slightly alarmed is like, okay, let I want to I want to see this story because usually, like, I know, like with Skyrim and even like Fallout, their main story isn't their strong suit. Um, so I want to see where I'm, where I'm going, what I'm doing you know in terms of story is concerned and for me it's like you're doing a lot of stuff will it be okay if i don't do half of it like will i feel punished if i'm not doing a quarter of it that maybe i'm just going pathing it or just being the space cowboy like 
the one problem I have with Fallout 4 was that base building, building element. Um, there's always, you know, an encampment needing rescuing, and I always felt like I was failing at that department. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of left Fallout, you know, a bit early on into that game. So that's where my alarms kind of go off with Starfield. It's like, there's a lot here, and it, and it seems like, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just feel like they were or to, to do the, the, the fanboy thing is that they were playing a lot of no man's sky and they were playing a lot of things like, uh, like breath of the wild. They were just like, we can, what if we just did this in space? Um, and that's the thing that has me excited. Is this, if they can nail those elements, uh, if they can nail space combat, that's what I'm kind of excited to see. The combat already looks better, but I would have actually appreciated a little bit more of that combat side. But so far, I I think the aesthetic is selling me the most on Starfield. That's where I want to jump in is I didn't see enough happening. And Ains, we were, we were live streaming. You were in a room with energy, whereas we were watching a 45 minute slow documentary, Um, impressive documentary, but I didn't see a lot happening. I was being talked at, but I didn't see a lot of things going on. And for me, I wanted. Thanks a lot, Ains. Cool yourself. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the audio listeners, he put up uh, Luke's character in Starfield. It's, yeah, it's not a bit of royalty. You can leave that up. Not yeah. a bit of royalty. I know. I know. They should be paying you for sure. They should definitely yeah. be paying. There's you. more life in those. It's eyes. weird that your mouth doesn't move though. You don't look very lifelike while you're speaking. But go ahead. <laughs> um, is it so? Is that that character's got like some Bethesda pantheon, right? Yes. Yeah, like it's in other yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, say it, say it again. I was too busy laughing at your picture. Oh, they, I, um, I, that character is like significant to Bethesda. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a uh, it was originally in um, um, Oblivion, I believe. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, or Fallout. It was in Fallout as well. Yes. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Either way, um, somebody there needs to recognize the comparison. But I, I go back to the, the problem with the direct in that 45-minute <clears throat> showcase was as impressive as it was, and it was astounding, uh, a touch overwhelming to be talked at for so long, but I didn't see enough doing. what like I wanted to see the space combat more. I wanted to see yeah. more shooty-shooty. And like for me, a game like, like Starfield is going to be massive, and it's going to be one I put down to play Alan Wake, to play Spider-Man, and then go back to, right? I'm curious how the like that golden path Joe was talking about the doing of, because I'm not interested in the creating of a spaceship or a space at this point, mm-hmm. like maybe I'm wrong, right? Like Elden ring changed my opinion on gaming. And so or on those kind of games, like maybe Starfield will as well, but I'm hopeful that there is an action adventure in there for me if I want that. And I feel like it might be right. Yeah. So I think, I agree with you guys. Um, Fallout, I love Fallout 3 to death. Um, played that game endlessly, uh, including the expansions. And Fallout 4, I was hugely hyped for, and I actually didn't put as much time into that, uh, nearly as much time as 3, because of the settlement building. That doesn't interest me at all. When I used to like the original No Man's Sky, I'm one of those eight people. Um, and then when they added to it over and over, and they made building a big part of No Man's Sky, I tried to play it again, put it down, bored me to tears. Um, it's just not something I like in games. Sorry if I could, I was recovering over, I got sick on the way home, so I'll recover it here. Uh, sorry. Um, but I agree with you, and I think maybe I'm reading too much into it. So, one, 
I think I've watched the direct twice now. I came home and I watched it again. Mm -hmm. And now I know we differ on some of those things and that's fine. Like I, I was enthralled watching that. I could have watched two more hours of it Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. just because I just, that part of my interest. But I think your point around, can I play this game and do the things I want to do without it requiring me to do things I don't want to do? I think is the question like fallout did. It seems like you can. And what I got from it is that, um, that's why they showed like five minute clips of all these different things. Like if you mm-hmm. want to do shipbuilding and you want to make Voltron, go ahead. If you want to be a pirate and you want to float around space and just shoot at ships and board them, which is crazy. The idea of floating through space, finding ships and boarding them and fighting and taking their shit is crazy. Um, do that. If you want to play the golden path and do the story, you can do that. If you just want to be a trader, like you can buy and sell and set up shop and stuff, you can do that. So I think, I think to answer your question the short way, because I'm going on again, is I think that's why they showed it that way is you can play this game however you want. And it's got so much depth that um, you don't have to engage with every element of it, because I can tell you, like, I'll build my ship. I'll add to it if I need to, but it's not going to be something I play around with. Like, just let me fly around in whatever ship. It's not my thing. Oh, see, that's the thing that excites me. It's like the shipbuilding being my own Han Solo. That's fun. The the like, hey, here's trade routes that you can route around your bases. I'm like, yeah, that seems like the most boring thing I can ever do in a video game about me being in space. But I think that's I, what's so fascinating about it, because I've talked to we talked a lot about it afterwards, like the big group of us. Right. And we we talked about what are you most excited about? And we were all saying something different. Something and different. I think that's what's so cool about it is think if you just think about the other games right now that offer that type of experience where you could play realistically for dozens of hours in 20 different ways. There's not that many out there that are that fast. I mean, the um, only one that comes in, in, in my noggin is, uh, is tears of the kingdom. I haven't played it enough to say, but yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know how it compares obviously, but I think that, uh, I just think it's impressive what they've offered. Now, of course we're assuming some things, right? We're assuming there's enough depth to say to be a pirate only right if you want to do that we don't know we'll have to we'll have to see um but i think what they've shown so far i i'll say this that direct completely changed my tune on starfield um and and from the word i use all the time is anecdotally the people i've talked to felt pretty similar in that you know if you were kind of average on it before or medium on it you're way more excited now and i uh i don't know i'm pumped for it now do you think that Starfield is going to be a significant system seller for Xbox? Because there's a lot of ways to purchase and play, and it's a new IP, and that so there, you know, that's, yeah. uh, those are two obstacles in terms of sales. Is it going to sell Xboxes? I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think so. Um, and chat, same question to you guys. Yeah, same question for everyone. I'd love to hear what you guys think because I honestly don't know. I don't know in today's market with the availability of cloud, which I know isn't big, but the availability of PC day one, right? And more and more people gaming on PC. I don't know what sells an Xbox um, today, but I think if any game is going to do it, Starfield's going to be way up there. And once okay. you know that come August, they're gonna, the marketing machine is going to get rolling. And they are going to use the word Skyrim and Fallout endlessly Mm -hmm. as they market this game. 
And when I think the casual people who have no idea what we're talking about, they don't even know the Xbox showcase happened. They walk into GameStop or Best Buy or Walmart and they see a big Starfield banner from the makers of Skyrim and Fallout. And they'd be like, great, let me buy that for my PlayStation. And someone tells them it's not on PlayStation or your Switch. Um, I think realization may set in. And I think it'll probably sell at least some to that degree would be my thought. I think it also sells people on uh, Game Pass. I think, I think yes. really this is more on, uh, <clears throat> like, if, if I'm a PC gamer, I'm now more enticed to try Game Pass out than ever. And I think that's yes. really what Microsoft's probably chipping at. Like, again, it goes back to what uh, Phil Spencer said on, uh, on, on the one podcast, which is just like, X-Cast, X-Cast thank you, um, which was just like, listen, th- like, this is our ceiling. You know, like the console market is not as, uh, you know, 50 50 as, as what some, you know, YouTubers want you to t- want to tell you it is. Th- mm-hmm. These are the markets that we're going into. So, like, yeah. I think to them, it's it's not <clears throat> that they're giving up on console. They just realize that's that's our market. That's where our hardcore is. We love them. We're going to take care of them. But mm-hmm. there's these other two marketplaces that one has a lot of opportunity for us to strive in, which is PC. Uh, and then there's this other market that hasn't blossomed yet, but we think there's going to be something there. It's going to be big. So I think really Starfield's going to appeal to a lot of PC gamers where a lot of Xbox games, I think outside of Sea of Thieves, haven't had that level of success yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, I think, the litmus test for Starfield. But I'm also like more like, you know, I think we all are. We're just... We want to make sure it's a it's a it's a good game. So yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple of good comments here. I'll just call out real quick, Luke. Um, so yeah. uh, I've heard this word thrown around a lot. I think Dominic's right. It's like Bethesda's magnum opus, um, which I think is uh, even something that Todd said because it's like <clears throat> one thing they do well with their core RPGs is they build upon each of them. Right? You can see elements of the past in their new games, and they build upon that. And this game clearly feels like a game that takes elements of all their best games that they've ever made and expands upon it uh, exponentially, really. Um, And as they said, you know, you can take it as marketing, but really up to this generation and this level of hardware, um, you couldn't really make a game like this, uh, not to the extent. And so I think that uh, that's true. Um, People talking about Game Pass and selling it. Alex, shout out to Alex, by the way, says, I feel they'll totally sell the one terabyte Series S launching the same week is pretty telling. Very true. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I agree with all you guys. I think it's going to it's going to definitely raise interest in Xbox as an ecosystem, which someone else said. I apologize. I didn't mean to take your comment, whoever that was. Um, Is is uh, is there uh, anything said? uh, I'm sorry. What's up, Eric? Sorry, Luke, I I didn't want to steal his comment. You're good. Um, I'm curious, has there been anything said about monetization uh, in-game? The reason I ask is it would make good sense to bundle that bad boy and get as many people with their hands on Starfield as possible. Um, So I'm just curious, like, is that something there? Are they monetizing outside of the game purchase? I think think right now it's like expansions. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you mean because you said in-game monetization, but then you said bundle, and I don't, I don't know what you mean. You're right. So I, I should clarify. What I mean to say is, like, on release, will there yep. be in-game purchases, like, like uh, microtransactions uh, of some kind? And then, if there are, it would be ripe for bundling with Series X and S consoles. That's what. I oh, mean. right, right, right. Um, 
I no, you're fine. I I don't know. I, I don't think anyone. I haven't heard that there's any in-game microtransactions as of yet. It wouldn't surprise me given the market mm-hmm. today, right? Uh, at least some cosmetics because you can play in third person. Mm-hmm. So you could think that some cosmetics would come. I would also expect that we'll see a Series X bundle. I was disappointed. As cool as the controller is and the headset, I wanted to see a Series X Starfield, a white one okay. with the you know with the colors on it with right. the emblem. That would have been beautiful. Dollars to donuts, um, they wanted to, but their primary goal was to sell, get more Xboxes available. And yes, uh, seemingly, like I, I saw somebody in chat posted, and I'd seen this several times. The <clears> Amazon <throat> purchases went up for Series X. Uh, it was number one cool. seller, yeah, in UK and reason, France. Right? I think someone said, uh, Gamefire said in France as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out Logan, what's up, dude? He said, uh, five dollar super chat. He said there's a reason they released a Series S that can hold Starfield's game size. It's called Sony PlayStation fans. Um, I, I no, think he's we're right. Yeah, he's right. I think we're all saying kind of the similar thing, right? I think this is the game primarily that was at the heart of the Bethesda acquisition. We talked about it three years ago. Mm-hmm. We also talked about the pretty credible rumor that PlayStation was trying to get a marketing deal for Starfield prior to the acquisition. I don't know if that was ever proven true, but it seemed really credible based on the sources. And so I mean, precedent, precedent of yeah, and precedent. Ghostwire and Deathloop. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it. Uh, you know, there's obviously something here, and I think the fact that they felt comfortable delaying this almost another year to make sure this game releases in the state that we all want it to release in says a lot about the game. Um, I think it's going to hit hard, guys. I really do. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how hard it hits uh, in in month two. So it's going to hit real hard. And Mm -hmm. then several weeks later, you've got the Cyberpunk expansion, Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2. So I'm curious to know because this is a game that's going to have legs, right? This is going to have legs be played forever. Nearly a decade. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> Mama! Um, by the way, you did not get her. Or never mind. I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm very curious to know, like, how does the conversation shift once Sony's big holiday exclusive comes out? Once the big third party game of October, which is uh, Alan Wake, comes out, and then what is effectively uh, the, the <clears throat> Cyberpunk 2077? new release version because like if you are on the fence about cyberpunk wait till that expansion and buy the game buy it now on sale and then boom go Um, i'm really curious to see how starfield mixes in because it's been a long time since we had a a skyrim an oblivion i think it'll sell like gangbusters out of the gate obviously you know it's a single player game at the end of the day so people as you said rightly i think luke people will put it down for a while and come back but i think someone else uh, austin in the chat just said which he's absolutely right because you know i look at this crap every week fallout 4 is one of the top played games on xbox live every week and it is how old now 10 years yeah um something like that or more i don't know but and you know they're only going to add to this. They're going to add mods, right, as they always do. And it's just going to be built upon and built upon forever. Um, I can't wait till we get into yeah. that Voltron-size Randy Savage. You know? <laughs> macho man himself. Like, you know, people are going to make, like, actual ships from sci-fi. You know, they're going to make the Enterprise, and they're going to make the millennial fa- all the millennial fighters. Falcon. And Yeah, I mean, Millennium Falcon. You're going to have everything in that game. Uh, and just thinking I about all this stuff. on PC now. <laughs> thinking about all the stuff you'll pull from in sci-fi right like just imagine the possibilities people are going to come up with it's going to be out of control 
I kid you not when, uh, and I never got this experience in no man's sky, uh, unfortunately, but the, I, there was a, a clip from no man's sky long ago where they warp in at the space <clears> thing <throat> and a fleet warps in and then the, the, your space fighters flying around and dog fighting. I never got that experience in, in no man's sky, but it's possible to get, mm-hmm. I hope that based on what I'm seeing of the dog fighting, there is a world where I can pretty much live my life in Starfield where I, I fly in and space combat some stuff, then board the ship, shoot, 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 back out. I've got all their cargo, go sell it, do it all over again. To me, yeah. that's a great loop. Now, yeah, again, it's not fair to put expectations of what I want it to be versus what the developers want. But I, I see that as a possibility and I'm like, oh, I want that game. <laughs> you know, I like that you actually I like the way you phrase that because that's something I'm running into more and more. I don't know if about you guys, mm. but I see more and more where a game will deliver. I've had conversations with about Diablo in this vein. Mm-hmm. Game Diablo has delivered as an ARPG day one release, something astounding, right? Yeah. It is massive and it provides hundreds of hours of gameplay. It has end game, it has PvP. It has all kinds of things. I don't. We don't have to rehash Diablo. But then I'll see people like find one thing that didn't meet their expectation that some ARPG has over here, and are like, "Well, Diablo just let down. It doesn't have this." And it's like the the context of what it did deliver is completely lost. Yeah. And I, I see that more and more. It's like people, if the game doesn't have this one thing they really like, it's suddenly not up to par. And it's like, no, that's not really fair. That's not how we should be looking at games. Um, I saw so anyway, that I just like the way you said that. I it. saw that surrounding um, Avowed because of the initial Avowed teaser, like the concept teaser, had a very realistic, and I use that, you know, it's got magic and stuff, but had a much more like uh, visually realistic version of an art style. And, yeah. you know, you flash forward several years where the scope of the game has changed because the scope of what they could create and what they were best at changed. They changed directors. And then suddenly people were thinking, well, that's not what I wanted it to be. And it's like, you never played it. Yeah. <laughs> you never played it. It's because people saw it. They assumed Obsidian Skyrim. And right. then they ran with that expectation for the past few years. And when they saw mm-hmm. something different, it's like, well, that's not what I want. It's like, no one I, really cares what you want. And I understand, um, but we can't comp- like we can't be upset when a game makes a choice that they wanted to make. I didn't particularly like the bad guy, the big bad in Jedi Survivor. The game still delivered mm. me a great video game you know what i mean like yeah. understand and respect the vision yeah it was something um actually i kind of i kind of mirror the conversation over to something gene park said a few days ago about <laughs> how um and this this goes for like movie reviews reviewers and i'm gonna just paraphrase to the end here he says uh we let the space be dominated by inexperienced critics with a decent camera and mic like that's that's the problem with i think a lot of the conversation now mm-hmm. is that it is it is being not to say held hostage but the the loudest people are also the ones that you know don't know what it takes to make a game right or 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 doesn't understand the uh the intricacies of of game development right mm-hmm. it's something that we echo a lot on the trophy room it's like i have no idea what what we're talking about in terms of like you know what engine a is good at versus what engine b is not good at and all that jazz like getting into the the nitty-gritty there is something that we try to stay away from or when we have to dive into there like for example everybody's a legal expert when it comes to abk 
what we'll say from the get-go is like we have no idea what we're talking about we're just speculating go trust go you know you, you want an expert go go to someone on cnbc or someone that knows this stuff not me mm-hmm. um but i think that's one of the problems with conversations on just not just gaming on social media but in general it's it's all being just it's all the the dumbest morons that were really geniuses at seo <laughs> like that's <laughs> what it's it is because every game is either good great or not even it's either great this thing sucks let's go uh, threaten a developer either way and like those conversations are really are really annoying like you know i played final fantasy uh 16 i really enjoyed it like a lot but i'm i can't speak to that as a you know as someone who's a uh an expert on final fantasy so i'll let you guys know hey listen i have no idea uh you know anything about final fantasy but as a newcomer i really enjoyed my experience like there's just we're losing so much i guess context is is what i'll I'll say before i speak in circles anymore yeah yeah you're good yeah negativity drives engagement uh you know rob preach i I wanted to talk about that if you don't mind given that we have three content creators three podcast hosts the idea of negativity driving engagement is absolutely true and very difficult to combat and gain engagement. Um, And I know from private conversations that the three of us consistently run into that at varying levels of reach and success. But uh, it's, it's tough to play the YouTube game, to play the algorithm game and to play just the general interest level, even, even Patreons and super chats. The more negative, I see some locations be some outlets be the more they get dollars, the more they get clicks, the more they get views. And that is a a frustrating thing because it goes back to what Gene Park was saying, Joe, that you rightly brought up uh, sometimes the loudest people. Right. And so I I thought that is a good comment given that we're three content creators to point out. Yeah. It's maddening. We've all dealt with it. And yeah, yeah, I mean, mean, for example, yeah, I mean, for example, the was it last two episodes of the trophy room we're not being negative nancy's also two of our lowest performing episodes so hey, like this month is exactly it's your fault so like <laughs> these two where we didn't have something controversial to talk about mm-hmm. uh we didn't have anything that was like if it bleeds it leads to talk about yeah it, people don't tune in because we've been trained that this is what we want you know it's 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 an it's infuriating because again we have to in that realm it's like we have to love you know company a and hate company b and i really just hate that mentality but unfortunately seo rewards it we uh we have found also though i think the three of us have found that in not diving into the negativity we do find an audience that has a more rational conversation. Um, Big time. I, I talk often about yeah. it. So anecdotally, like I really enjoy uh, XEP's Discord. Very positive, uplifting, kind. Hey, good morning, everybody. Like Everybody's saying good morning and hello and how's your fam? Um, Joe, yours is very similar to that. Uh, 99% yeah. of the time, Ains, your, your uh, BitCast chat is full of mm-hmm. positive people. The, the super chats are positive and people wanting to be supportive, not negative. 
those yep. mean so much more <clears throat> despite the audience being smaller because i i think it just it's it's the conversations we want to have i don't want to be in a room with a thousand people and everyone's yelling negativity <laughs> i just don't those chats you know? are horrible i i can't stand it uh I, I've preached about this endlessly. You guys know that. So I, there's not really much I need to say. I just agree. Um, so anyone that's joining us here, you know, knows how we are. So that's it. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Um, you know let me get a super- Ains with a cold sounds like a character out of Hey Arnold. I just wanted to say it. And I <laughs> I feel a lot better than I have the past few days. I give it to my wife now. She's not happy. Um, <laughs> but um, it, I've got that like drip now. So it, it's mm. constantly like trying to clear my throat. It sucks. But anyway, uh, we got a nice super chat from Strubles and Bits here. $10 super chat says, I've been watching this whole time, and I just noticed the Halo Plasma Sword. Please let me see it. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> a great stream, as always. It's a light. It's a light. USB-C. Troops. It's USB. It's cool. Yeah, Aww. USB-C. Super fancy. Um, and, you know, turns on and off. It lets me illuminate whatever I like to spotlight that week. Sometimes it's my Dragon Zord or my Starfield controller or the latest Steelbook. Um, yeah. I even got Spider-Man 2 for Xbox. Look at that. Nice. Does it, work this time? Uh, it works. As this is the third time I bought this game, Ains. Um, <laughs> the first two have been defective, and I bought, I bought one a year. I finally got it. It's the only defective. Spider-Man game on Xbox. Like, trying to find a disc that worked, because they didn't make very many of them. And oh, wow. Sony took the rights to Spider-Man pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I always like to spotlight something over there. But thanks for noticing the light, man. Oh, <laughs> It's also lighting up the Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's a cool Ellie. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, thank uh, you, Shubles. Hey, and by the way, thank you, Logan, you. if I did say it earlier. Thank you for the Super Chats, guys. Yeah, Logan, you don't have to thank. Uh, <laughs> I love Logan. I got a question for you. Okay. I want to know. I'm making what him was, talk. What was, what? <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind talking to you. Just hear me like the it's whole time. Like forever. I want to chat with my friend. I don't care. if <laughs> Guys, he's sick. He's going to go <laughs> every while. It's going to be fine. We're podcasts. It's fun. Um. <laughs> What was your game of show? It was it Starfield? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was. Um, I would say uh, Clockwork Revolution. So we okay. we had dinner with a bunch of us, like fifteen of us, and we all said, "What's the what do you want to see most from the showcase?" And I and I think I was on um, Archimedes show prior to the World of Gaming. We did our prediction that Saturday, and I said, "I want to see In Exile's RPG because I've heard really good things about it." And so when they showed it, and it you know, the NXL logo came up. Me and Cog immediately like high fived and we're like, yes, because we were both, that was our number one. And um, knowing what's going into that game and the the team behind Clockwork Revolution, that game's going to be special. I'm telling you right now. So uh, I was super hyped to see that. I really was happy. As you guys know, I've been preaching about compulsion for years. I was happy to see the teaser for, um, for um, oh God, what's the name of it? Uh, Midnight something. South, south of south midnight, south of, south of midnight, south of midnight. Yeah, um, I like the tone. I like the vibe. I love that kind of bayou, southern kind of uh, thing. That was really cool. So I, I want to see more of what the actual gameplay is, of course. But uh, I was super happy. I, I think all those games, and then of course, um, for me, Forza. I'm a you know we've talked about that. So yeah. I'm super excited for Forza to come out in October. I got the pleasure of. Um, I don't know if I told you guys. I posted about it, but um, the night. After the showcase, Chris Asaki reached out, who's the creative director on Forza. He's a, the head oh. of the new Forza. He reached out to me and said, hey, we'd love to catch up. And uh, we caught up in the lobby there. And uh, we just sat for an over an hour and we just talked cars. We talked racing. Nice. We talked to my old cars, his old cars. 
and it was an absolute joy. And like we had Idle Sloth sitting next to us and X Buds. I don't know if you know them from Twitter, mm-hmm. but um we started talking about like detailed car talk and they just like zoned out. They're like, we have no idea what you guys are talking about. And I was like, um, but it was a lot of fun. And he gave me, we talked a lot about what's gone into the new Forza and it is ridiculously impressive. Um, that game from a racing game perspective is going to be again, really, really special. And I think that's the vibe of the whole show here is that we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Xbox to really come out and show first party and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know where you guys stood on it, um, but I feel that they did, and I feel that Forza and Starfield are going to be really, really fantastic games, and that's just going to be the start of kind of this momentum into the future. Yeah. So I feel as a uh, as a non Xbox, yes, Luke, stay in your corner. You're another Xbox guy. I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> as a non Xbox, you know, primary gamer, um, I I saw a lot of things that really interest me. Right, like I think Hellblade was the was the game of the show for me there uh, again i'm excited for starfield it's not my most anticipated game uh but it's it's definitely up there hellblade man that trailer just sold me yeah I'm you know the like, funny like, thing joe i saw you po- sorry to interrupt i saw you yeah. post that the funny thing i heard in la was that many people said that the most disappointing first party thing in the show was hellblade and i kind of i was in between so uh, i think what's on what people wanted to uh, see was combat. They want to yeah. see what combat looks like. So I, I can see that, the combat focus, but I also agree with you that Hellblade at its core is the the theme and her madness and what she's going through and that kind of psychosocial setting, you know? And I think they, especially in the theater watching it with the sound, it was bonkers. That's so I really like yeah. it. It's like being in a deprivation tank. That's that's what that, that vibe is, <laughs> yeah. and that's why, like, yeah, like my one buddy Todd did not like it at all. Um, okay, he thought it was a bad trailer, just overall not good. And I'm like, just listen to it, like with headphones. Like, yeah, if you're in a theater, you don't. I understand why, but like hearing the whispers in my headphones, like that's something else. So I understand the combat in the first game wasn't, you know, the focus. Let's be honest, wasn't great. Yeah, um, and that was what not. Yeah, and, and, and it's not the focus of, of it either, but we're starting to see them, you know, or, or we're seeing them have AAA, you know, walking around money. So I'm thinking the combat is going to be, it's going to be fine. The one thing that I think is is really funny is that like Xbox fans, the old the, the adage I think uh, Cog started, which is just one. We just want yes. one, and it's like, guys, I hate to tell you this, you got quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you got a quite a few over the shoulder some third person some rpg some single player experiences there that yeah. look really good like fable looks fantastic anybody saying otherwise is a big dumb dumb idiot like hellblade looks great starfield looks fantastic and the crazy so- thing is the majority of those that we saw and i've talked to them about this we're on series x because people yeah. were like, oh, those are on 4090 PCs, and it wasn't in-game. And and trust me, we had dinner with Jason Ronald for over an hour. I talked to Chris Asaki. I talked to Todd Howard. Like, I talked to all these guys, and they're like, no, that was Series X. No, that was Series X. No, that's actually playable. Uh, that was Series X. And I'm like, oh, you guys are doing work over there. Okay. Apparently, they showed even gameplay <laughs> in the Fable trailer. Because I'm like one of those people, like, and I'm always of the mind of, like, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see the UI, uh, you know. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the fair. Time. But even fair, especially yeah. after Redfall, regardless of what sure. they say, that's a fair statement after Redfall. Yeah. Uh, but like, dude, Fable looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Even if that ain't gameplay, like that, it still looks really impressive. Oh, dude, so. when they we were they opened with that. And everyone's excited in the theater and it, you know, they open with him talking and it goes to he's the giant and everything. And she's sitting on the glasses, right? Or something happens, right? And she looks at the screen and says F, you know, but it goes to Fable at the end. Oh, my God. The whole theater like erupted in laughter and applause. It was awesome. They they, definitely got the vibe. Yeah, they got the vibe. Do you all see the controversy as far as uh, Fable and the character model? Uh, The actor? Yeah, don't care. Okay, so I, the, no, the, I didn't see it. Essentially, yeah. they're upset that she's not pretty enough, right? Um, yeah, and it's funny because the actor that that they're using, she is stunningly beautiful, but they did change her face. But there are people who are upset that she's not pretty enough. Um, yeah, which, some dude that like, looks like me has the audacity on Twitter <laughs> to call someone. Uh, not beautiful <laughs> you oh know? i saw that moron he yeah. looks like uh okay yeah okay. me he should shut no up. no you are you're a much better looking guy than that oh, guy thanks, is yeah but it, yeah it, i, I heard he's it. gonna be in the goonie sequel you know what i mean like gonna <laughs> be, <laughs> be okay i think she's gonna be okay i bring yeah. that up because i think that's symbolic of people trying to find things that are wrong you right. Know, yeah. That's not gameplay. Exactly. This person's not pretty enough. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, it goes back to the same conversations, right? Yeah. Like, they're being held hostage by dumb, dumb idiots that know the only thing they know how to do is how to trend on a social media platform. That's it. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. know how to carry any other conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that's that's infuriating. But well, never mind. The a- whole thing with Fable is like. You know, it never really says the time period per se, but you get the feeling that it's kind of like 16th century, 15th century England, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're not models, all right? (laughs) They're not not supposed to be. That's not the culture of the game. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Joe, was Hellblade your game of show? Is that what you said? On the Xbox showcase. But, like, my overall game of show of the whole thing um, is 110% Star Wars Outlaws. Gotcha. That like, game looks great. Ains, well, I would encourage you to go I'm mad look about at the it, trophy though. room. Go to the trophy uh, reactions of that trailer. Okay. You get to yeah. see how I usually act around Star Wars. And it is like <laughs> I am I am seven years old. I'm doing like this with my hands. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, you know, just I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Sting, Stingray points out, too. Remember, they did the same thing with Aloy saying Aloy looks ugly again. Yeah. And it's yeah. like. Uh, Again, um, people that look at like me shouldn't have any comments about who, whoever looks <laughs> like whatever. I don't know. I am um, what were you saying? I'm about? mad about Star Wars Outlaws, but we can get to that because Luke, we didn't hear your game of show. Thank you. That's what I've been trying to say. And Joe cuts me <laughs> off every time I start to talk. But anyway, about Outlaws, respect, um, hey, listen, respect <laughs> your father. <laughs> That's fair, Dad. I'm sorry. Happy Father's Day. That's right. Um, <laughs> I so I did the handwritten notes thing again, Ains. Cause that's what I like okay. doing during showcases. Yeah. Um, the problem was, and I checked off, I had 10 games I wanted to play like day one right? from Xbox, yeah. which was crazy. So trying to narrow down a game of show was really difficult. <clears throat> um, it has to be star Wars outlaws because star Wars and it looks good. So like kind of by default, I feel like my game of show was taken from me, but uh, in the interest of being interesting, cyberpunk. 
Yes. Phantom Liberty. Looks amazing. Gosh, no, Zach, that looks yeah. so great. And you played Cyberpunk at the beginning, uh, Ains. I waited because it was, it was broken at launch, as we've talked about many times, and you've corroborated and confirmed it was not good at launch. I'm um, not doing but, this again. <laughs> but I got to play it after that that great set of patches, I think, last summer. Yeah. Wonderful experience. I think I have over 80 hours or something like that uh, in Cyberpunk. And <clears throat> to know now that they're doing that kind of a patch again. like Again. Again. Yeah. Completely retooling the AI and whatnot. And this is a, a stretch, so stick with me. Having just played Redfall's post patch AI patch, I can already see the difference in AI. Like oh, the good. idea of, of seeing that on a cyberpunk level <clears throat> to scale on cyberpunk's yeah. team just blows my mind. I can't wait to go back into Liberty City. And I don't even know if I'm gonna do that at launch. But I know mm. I'm excited. I know I'm stoked. And it almost makes me sad that they're leaving this engine behind because I feel like they're just now realizing it. Um that said I they've earned back my trust, you know, mm, okay. CD Projekt Red has. So. That's good. Um, yeah, they're re, they're retooling a lot of things. Uh, I, I know that Phantom Liberty spread far and wide, but I think it was widely missed that they are doing another rebuild of the game. Basically, they're even redoing skills again and skill building. Yeah. They're changing things about the inventory and people forget like Witcher 3 is widely considered one of the greatest games of all time. Rightfully is, so. Yeah. Yep. They forget that. They did that with Witcher 3, too. The entire inventory and UI system in Witcher 3 today was not what was there in the first year of that game. They completely okay. redid it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that C- that's what CDPR does. And the reason they do that, it freaking works. Mm-hmm. Witcher 3 is sold better this year, or excuse me, in 2022, than it did in 2015. Uh, 2016, okay. I'm sorry, I'm mixing years up. So it sold better six years after launch than it did the year after launch. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's just a widely appreciated game that they never stopped making better. And they're doing the same thing with Cyberpunk. Um, it was funny. We had a debate on our Discord like two years ago. It was shortly, six months after release, maybe. And I said that at the time, I said, CD Projekt Red will continue to fix this game. They'll bring out an expansion. It'll be, you know, night and day from launch. And it'll continue to be, it'll be fondly looked at for years to come. One of the most, you know, appreciated games. And people told me I was crazy. And I'm like, okay, we'll see, you know, in a few years what happens. Because you could just see the template that they were going to do, just like Witcher 3. I mean, and the game's already sold, what, 30 million copies or something? It's way up there, Cyberpunk already. So, Uh, uh, I'm sorry, go, uh, finish your thought. No, I was just going to say, but Phantom Liberty looks great. Idris Elba looks awesome in it. Uh, We did a little preview of it on the site that's up. You can check that out if you want the details from the the press release and CD Projekt Red. but anyway, that's it. I was going to jump over to Outlaws, but yeah. Well, like fun fact here, guys. As someone who mm-hmm. played Cyberpunk last year when it was completed, finished, and all that jazz, going to Phantom yeah. Liberty, I just I, I like to ch- try to trigger in so much. Uh, Phantom Liberty is the, I think, outside of Spider Man because obvious Spider Man bias. Um, that is my most anticipated game this year. Is Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty? like i will be playing starfield until phantom liberty comes out and then i will switch over it's like that that game that world and that story in particular um i want to see how phantom liberty fits into it all you know why you can't trigger me because you have rightfully so by the way 
converted and realized and appreciated that Johnny Silverhand is one of the best characters ever written, which I told you guys like a year and a half ago, and you didn't believe me. And I I remember specifically, I'm going to go find the goddamn clip. I remember specifically telling you, Joe, that you didn't play enough of that game to realize that Johnny Silverhand's character was absolutely incredible. And you argued with me about it. I was wrong. This past shows an idiot. <laughs> you are right. Like, yeah, dude. I can't. And, and that's the thing. It's like I get, I get more Johnny Silverhand, and and then like wh- whatever Idris is doing as well. Like I'm excited for him as well. But like, yeah, he, he that is really my cool. that is my game of of you know most anticipated game this. So this so it'd be fair to say then because sadly the funny thing about Phantom Liberty guys, I knew it was going to be at the Xbox show. And I said before the show, just don't come out in September. Please, don't come out in September. It's two weeks after Starfield, for God's sakes, which no one's going to be done with Starfield in two weeks. It's also like a week after Lies of P, which is like right in there too, which is really good so far. Um, yeah, But uh, if, <laughs> if Joe, if you are still playing Starfield when Phantom Liberty releases, we'll know that Starfield really captured you. Yeah, I mean, technically, all right, it comes out on the sixth. But if you get the steel book that I got, humble brag, steel book gang here, uh, it's September first. First, yep, yeah. So I'll get like I'll get a good weekend, with, an extra week almost with Sarkin. Yeah, about three weeks, right? What's yeah. uh, what's Phantom Liberty? I forget. Phantom Liberty's the twenty sixth, I believe. Okay, sweet. So sweet. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I think that will be the thing that, yeah, if I'm still playing Starfield. And I'm <clears throat> conflicted about going to Cyberpunk. Then, yeah, I think uh, Bethesda <laughs> did what they needed to do. Are they doing a Game Pass upgrade thing like they did with uh, Redfall, like where you can get the Steelbook and the upgrade? Yes, they are thirty-five Steelbook bucks. Steelbook upgrade e- right. expansion, first story expansion, thirty-five bucks. Yes. Oh, yeah. good. Um, by the way, guys, with the new PC too, Rob just reminded me. Like I, I played Cyberpunk on the full path tracing, like that full ridiculous upgrade they did for like high-end pcs it is absurd how good it looks now i only get about 40 some fps on full patch racing even with a brand new pc 4080 and all that because it's just so intensive but tone it down a little bit it'll still be absolutely stunning so i'm I'm pumped for it man i cannot wait um i hope cd project red uh uh media acceptance is kind of tough so we are pressed with them but I didn't get Cyberpunk officially from them to review. I'm hoping we can get Phantom Liberty. We'll see. So, excellent. Um, excellent. And I well, should about- be reviewing Starfield, which uh, I don't even know where you're going to begin to review that game. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think I have a link to that. Thank you. No, no, no. I mean, actually playing and reviewing it for an embargo type thing in a time frame. I got a link. I can give it to you. That's not what I'm saying. Like, once you have the game, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to be like, you're going to have to put like 100 hours to properly review oh, that game. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, properly review it. Got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not getting into that. Outlaws. <laughs> Outlaws. Outlaws. What do you think? Outlaws. What are your thoughts? It looks fantastic, but I'm very sad that the division has to die for it. Um, and I know Kill you it. guys don't care because I'm talking to two Star Wars fanboys. Let the but... past die. Kill it if you have to. No, 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 I'm no. Star Wars is the past. Let it die. Um, I knew I'd get them. Here's the thing, though, and you guys are going to struggle with this because you're Star Wars nuts, and Luke, you say you want everything to be superhero-based, which is crazy. Yeah. But I'm, I am getting, I'm 
we feared this for years, and it is starting to feel like the video game industry is getting too IP focused again. Yep. And I hate that. Not everything has to be a fucking superhero or Star Wars, okay? Oh, there are, and, and as many millions of fans as there are of those IPs, and there are many millions of fans. I'm not denying that. And I love that you guys are getting those games we always wanted. Uh, I don't like that there's so much AAA development focus in that area because it's becoming similar to the movie industry, and we saw what happened in the movie industry. Um, hold on. That said... That's one of the things I really loved about Xbox's showcase is that all of their first party efforts were unique, they were fresh, they were new, and they were very just game focused. They weren't saying like, oh, you like Spider-Man. Here's a Spider-Man game, which bores me to fucking tears. Um, whereas I know I'm in the minority. I know that. But I just, I love that we're getting game-ass games from xbox that look to be triple a quality that don't have to align with popular culture there i said my piece no your piece is well taken i don't agree though that it's too ip focused for the exact reason that you followed up with and that a lot of these newer uh titles out of xbox are not ip driven um yeah. i think i think indiana jones would probably be the only one that is um and we, have, we, we haven't seen that one right yeah we don't um, know what that's like don't get, yeah. You're not getting a Batman game this year. You're getting how many superhero games did you get this year? One. We got Gotham like, last year. I mean, that's Batman. Come on. Got, okay, you got one last year. We got, got Suicide Squad coming. Year. Suicide Squad next. Year. You're talking one a year. What do you like? I think that's a pretty, a pretty uh, narrow. Like you're focusing in and letting one game dominate dominate your your perception because the reality is we've gotten one superhero game, maybe two. Maybe two. I think two if you count Guardians in there. Uh, per, one to two Avengers. Well, think two about think about the studios we're talking about, right? So you take Insomniac, who made uh, they still made Ratchet and Clank, so I'll give them big props for that. Yeah. Um, but um, they, uh, you know, think games like Resistance or Jack, uh, not Jack and Daxter, Resistance and um, other games of the past. Good. Now they're Spider Man, then they're Miles Morales, then they're Spider Man Two, then they're Wolverine. I think if their um, games were bad then you'd have a leg to stand on for insomnia. No, that, no, I'm just saying that their AAA development talent is moved to IP-based focus. Then you look at Ubisoft, right? And you've got Avatar, right? Yeah, Which they've been working on for years now. Their <laughs> AAA studio. Then you take Massive. Massive is now on Star Wars, and that's taking all of their development focus for years. You take Hitman and IOI, now they're in James Bond. Mm -hmm. And I just, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong, and it makes sense because Spider-Man is going to sell gangbusters. I get mm -hmm. it. Like, I understand the market, mm -hmm. but I just, I'm annoyed that I just think about what the, the talent on those teams can do with just creative, new, original ideas. That would be much more fun to me personally. It I can understand. I'm, and and I'm, not being superhero but being ip yes superhero i think you're getting one to two a year but you're right when you go bigger ip and the, the examples you said then i understand your point i think a little bit better yeah, yeah i think because, that's only going to ramp up yeah. as well well it, ha it has it has that's my point right we yeah. years ago we said the movie industry has gone crazy superhero heavy which big directors right like big name directors spoke out against like it's it's kind of killing hollywood um and we said we don't want well we I said, I really hope that doesn't happen in the gaming industry, and yet it has, really. It's gone very IP-heavy, and so I don't think... I loved Hogwarts. Hogwarts was awesome, and I'm not even a Harry Potter fan. 
Um, and I know Spider-Man 2 is going to be a great game. It's not a game for me, and that's fine. Um, it's still going to be a great game, I'm sure. Um, I just wanted to call it out that because I love The Division. I think that that's a fantastic new idea that came out when The Division 1 came out. Great ARPG, etc. And Massive is a very talented team that is now gone from that, right? Um, and Division 2 has died for it. And that's to me, that's a shame. It is a shame. I, though, think when it comes to the division, the biggest problem with it is like it's based in, like, you know, like it's contemporary, and yet all the enemies are bullet sponges, where it's just like that makes a little bit more sense in a Destiny world, or I'm able to believe it more because I'm a space wizard shooting at a, you know, iron titan in the sky. Like, like that made more sense. But if I'm just fighting a dude with a whole bunch of body armor, and I'm like, this, this kind of, this, this feels a bit silly. Um, so I, I do love the division IP and I am sad that it's, it's seemingly changing hands into being something that it's, we, I mean, the heartland doesn't look great. Right. Uh, it no. is, it is a bummer. And I want to echo what aid says, cause as much as I love, like, like star Wars survivor is the best star Wars video game. Uh, I'm really excited for Spider-Man 2. That is, and Spider-Man's my my superhero, right? But there is a worry that we are putting all of our eggs into the Hogwarts back, basket, the Spider-Man basket, the, you know, you name the IP, that. And instead of us trying to make a, you know, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite games ever, Bloodborne, Ghost of Tsushima, these original ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is a bummer and it does scare me because look at what happened to you know the movie industry and then now it's starting to recover in terms of like these hollywood execs have kind of moved away from this idea that a- a- every movie has to make a billion dollars right <clears throat> um and now we're starting to see superhero movies just straight up bomb in the in the box office because people want to see something different and that's what i'm there's fatigue. scared of there's fatigue yeah whether yeah. i feel it or not and when I take a look at like Suicide Squad, um, Kill the Justice League, as much as I'm excited for it, I think it looks fine. Um, do we really want Rocksteady just to work on that? No, exactly. <laughs> and, and what happens if that game doesn't do good or doesn't sell as gangbusters as they want it to? Like those are things that to to put into perspective as we see only more and more of these IP be rented out by these studios so that is something to, to take into consideration whenever i hear people you know talk about well xbox needs a superhero mascot game like playstation do you really though i think do we do really? and, I, I, and i've said that this name argument style. yeah I, i've I, said that but i um yeah I, I agree i mean it's just a point i i called out because when i saw massive like the studio come i knew what the game was because we knew they were working on star wars um and i it looks fantastic it really does when they showed it at ubisoft right forward um and we got to see actual gameplay i was like yeah it looks great <laughs> uh so I'll, I'll probably be excited for that too i just thought it was something to call out uh shubles and bits he says um ps2 xbox air had a lot of uh movie uh ip releases they did but the difference is they were third rent studios that would develop those games in alignment with the movie release right it was like a it was like a low rent game that would go with that release you weren't taking triple a top tier studios just making uh superhero games or shout out to visceral for making uh the return of the king video game one of the best video game 
classic yeah, movie games. The old yeah. EA one, right? Before yep. EA shut Visceral down. Yeah. Hey, can we give a uh, shout out to Ubisoft for having a great present? Maybe not the presentation, but like a great list of games that I wanted. Um, Me too. I was excited. Yeah, we can. It's a weird ass show. It was like weird. hi, terrible. Hi, terrible. And, oh, I love that my camera froze right there. I That's know. Perfect. Yeah, you handsome <laughs> devil. Yeah. But that Avatar game is what I wanted from an Avatar game. Yeah. And I know it's just Far Cry, and I'm like, that's what I wanted it to be. That's correct. Um, yes. Which I think yes. is is funny. But like Prince of Persia, upon like closer inspection, oh excited God, yeah. for that one. Joe, I think yeah. you are too. Prince of Persia um, looks incredible. I won't hear any slander about that game. It looks amazing. The yeah. art style, I think, hurts it on a presentation side to, to, Shut up, to bitch. those that don't pay attention. Why are you yelling oh. at me? I'm, not <laughs> I'm kidding. I just said I'm excited I, for it. I know, I know. I just, I, I saw a lot of people like getting down on that game. I'm like, dude, this game looks amazing. And it's from the Rayman Legends team. Like that, I'm telling no. you, that game is going to be incredible. I, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. But that art style lends itself towards what we've come to identify as like a mobile art style. And that's why I think it, it doesn't get the fair shake. Okay. Um, but I, I like what was it? It was Prince of Persia, Avatar, Assassin's Creed, Mirage, Outlaws. Was, oh, Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah, Outlaws. I had to email four titles to the Ubisoft guys and be like, "Hey, please let me cover these games." And like, <laughs> I wanted to add in the crew, but like, I won't have time because the yeah. crew just looks like Forza to Horizon, which rock wow. on PlayStation game. That trailer, like. If you two, took two people who didn't know these games and said, are these different games? They would have said, no, that's the same yeah, game. game. Like they almost copied the trailer of her voice horizon to a yeah. T. They yeah. went to beach to volcano to jungle. I'm like, Ubi, at least pretend it's a different attempt at We're a game. In like Mex- <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. We're in Mex Hawaii. I mean, yeah. 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 <clears throat> but like, I didn't, I wouldn't even have time, but like Ubisoft, they, yo, they, I, I dare say, they are returning to form and next to Capcom, they're like, Hey, we want to be the best third party uh, publisher because Capcom can't miss lately. I'm all oh, in on Exo Primal. I'm all in on Dead Space or uh, not Dead Space, uh, Resident Evil. Capcom's been crushing it. Yeah. Capcom, they're, yeah. Street Fighter Six is so good, guys. Yeah. So good. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, the presentation was very weird, very Ubisoft. Yeah, but I was even I, I, like I want to throw this out here. If we're bickering about the presentation, then I think the games were like like I think that's like a small negative at the end of the day. If the presentation mm-hmm. was real, and trust me, there was some lulls, and I was checking my watch at sometimes. But like at the end of the day, there's like five games that are gonna be buying out of that showcase. So it was a great showcase. It was it was <clears throat> possibly my favorite showcase of of the year um come on now. games what? it's hard i know what he means though so what, we, we like ubisoft better than xbox's showcase so so let me articulate I'm, I'm into the ubisoft ga- like you're giving it's an me interest level it's an interest level hey, there you go relax i'm not saying it because i'm a playstation guy remember yes you are showcase was abysmal it was abysmal it's not great all right i was on 19 xbox shows saying that all right i'm on record after record um and as a PlayStation guy looking at the Xbox showcase, obviously, like, critically best showcase. But I'm thinking about the games I'm going to be playing in the next year, and I saw five games going to be playing within the next year. Okay. I saw about one that, I, that 
you know, has a firm date on the Xbox side that I'll be playing on day one. That's yeah, because you don't play Forza, right? No. I'm Fair not enough. Motorsport much either. Oh, okay, I thought, <laughs> I thought Ains was coming at me with a, yeah, sure you don't. I'm like, well, no, no, motorsports in, that's for, yeah, no, I, I, that's the enthusiast sim yeah. interest level. Yeah. 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 It's like, so I like, mean, Spider Man, Spider Man 2 will be one of the best selling games of the year, yet I'm not buying it. It's just not a game I'm interested in. Also, thank you it's for fun. pre ordering that for me, by the way. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> you fix your damn thing, for God's sakes. It's uh, them. It's I know, them. I know. I just like saying it to you. I Sorry, Luke. no, I just wanted to echo because I was worried you didn't articulate well. It's a matter of interest no, I got level. it. Yeah, I got it, and I agree with you. I'm Prince of Persia's day one. Um, Outlaws is day one. I'm not even a Star Wars game, but that game looks great. Um, Avatar, I'm. I think it's cool. I looking. hope you're not a Star Wars gaming. It's- Star Wars what? What'd I say? You said, I'm not a Star Wars game, but I like that game. Oh, I mean, I can be. You never know. <laughs> it depends how much money we're talking about. Um, and then uh, Avatar, I'm in on for sure. Uh, I think that's a very smart release date, too, in December. Uh, yeah. Put that at the tail end of the year. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be good. What was the other one? Oh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm not an AC fan, really. Um, but I think it looks great. I talked to like Mo, who's a diehard old school Assassin's Creed fan. He's hyped as hell. So Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I don't know how Logan and I are going to divide and conquer some of this stuff for for coverage. There's purposes. way too much to play. It's just too much, and I I think yeah. we, we even told our audience we're like, hey, like when we get some of this, it's going to be like, hey, we're <laughs> going to play this in December. And like, there's nothing coming out in November, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right? yet, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are come like? I need every company to realize that November, December, and January are great times to sell games. I'll buy games in those months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's before even getting to me for lords of the fallen is my second most anticipated game that game looks absolutely insane unless you um, review oh that God. you're not going to play it until till like a couple months later unless you're the reviewer because there's just too much it's yeah i think it's hilarious that like i don't know about you guys but like spider-man 2 and assassin's creed mirage will be two of the biggest games this fall whereas 10 years ago they might have been two of the three big game releases right in a fall season Mm-hmm. Now there are two game releases I won't even buy at launch and I won't even think about. I won't skip a beat because I'll still have too much to play. Man, I'm so stoked for Alan Wake. Yep, me too. Oh, gosh. I'm so Looks excited awesome. for Alan Wake. Yeah, That's a game I mean, that I want. Yeah, there's just so many really great holiday games. And I oh, I hope, like, yeah, AC, Mirage, and, like, Alan Wake realize, yeah, November could be a great place for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like not days apart from each other or days away from Spider-Man. Cause like that Spider-Man release date now has me saying, okay, I can only pick one. Uh, it is either Alan Wake or, um, or Mirage. Like there's no dancing yeah. between the two. So I don't, man, this, the good this thing is, is those are two very different experiences. Yeah. Did you guys, which collector's editions did you guys order for what? Any of the holiday? Because I, I got Spider Man. I did not get the Constellation watch for Starfield. I did get. I did just while we were recording get the 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 Steel Book because I want the Steel Book. Okay. Um, I still need a way to dis- display Steel Books. Like I got them all stacked up right there. I don't know why I want them. I put them um, I can send you the link to what I did where I put them on the wall if you want to put yeah, some up. Please, that'd be great. Ooh, um, it's easy. But I but I got the Spider Man special edition that's what i chose to to spend my birthday money on which you know birthday but like whatever but like that's what i decided i wasn't gonna yeah. allocate multiple i mean me and your mother had a 
lengthy conversation, <laughs> uh, mostly physical touch, where we were discussing <laughs> what are we going to give him for last a, a physical touch conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was re- I was reading Braille somewhere, guys. Oh boy, a lot of bumps, a lot of bumps, a lot of bumps. Um, so, so I ordered Constellation Edition. Um, I'm trying to think of any other collector's editions I ordered. Well, Starfield, I went nuts on. I have the control. I have two controllers, uh, Constellation Edition, and they they have on their site a uh, nine inch statue of uh, Vargas the robot. Oh, cool! Ooh. So I ordered that too. It sold out in like an hour. They only make an 800 of them. It's oh wow, gone. really? Okay. Hey, yeah. Rob wanted to see the triggers on these controllers. Oh, the triggers are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're translucent. I don't know if you can tell that, Rob, but the cool thing too is if you open the battery pack. On the other side, it says Into the Starfield, which is badass. Oh, really? Yep. For all Into the Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. There you we, go. we all have it right here, huh? Yep. Yeah, right look here. at us. Starfield controller game. <laughs> look at I actually like, bought, I know this is not a joke. I ordered a second one because when it came and I took it out, I was like, normally I display a lot of my controllers. Like, like no, I want to use this. So I ordered a second one so I can keep one new. I've been playing yeah. my because my dog can't climb the stairs and I'm home during the summer now. So I'm playing on my Series S downstairs and I've been using not the Elite controller. And for like Diablo and Street Fighter, it's better to you to not use the Elite for me. Absolutely. Um, me too. I always use the Series X controller unless I'm playing like Halo or a shooter. I was exactly what I was gonna say yeah. is it's Elite is great for shooters, but I'm finding for for ones that are not, it's definitely there. And yeah. Logan says in chat the rubber grips on the Starfield controller. Yep. He said on XEP that should be the standard, and he's one hundred percent right. He's right, one hundred percent right. Yeah, it basically has the elite grips. Kind of, it doesn't wrap around the front, but it, it actually is very, very comfortable. This is what I use for Diablo and everything I play right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. Uh, I am getting so okay, Ames. Back me up here, and maybe I'll be fighting both of you. I don't know. I got uh, an Apple Watch. So I find no use in that Starfield Collector's Edition. Luke says I'm like a big, dumb, silly boy for thinking that way, that it's a cool Collector's Edition. I go, I, I don't it's think cool it really is. No, I don't it's think a it cool is. Co- collector's Edition. It's just that, like, it, like, do you want, like, I have the Halo watch. It's not a, not a smart watch, but, like, it's because it's Starfield. If you love Starfield, you're going to want that special band. And it's stuff. a display piece for me, so I'm kind of yeah. in between. Like, I get that... It's a watch. It's not a statue. statue. It's not. Yeah, it's not something like that, which I get. They try to make it cool and functional. It has a lot of cool features. Like you can see they're creating an app you connect to it and you can make it look exactly like in the game and you can customize it. And it, it's all I that stuff. That so with my Apple watch, you could probably do that with your Samsung watch. Yeah, you know? but Apple sucks. So at least this I, is... and that's why I threw Samsung in there. OK, <laughs> um, but I think the case is really cool and it's, you know, it comes with the other niceties as well for the game. It's just a display piece. I have the pit boy, you know, I have, you the, know, I have the, the the atom bomb from Fallout. I have the the helmet. So it's just something that'll go on a shelf and look nice. It's a little pricey for what it is, but it's Starfield. You knew it was going to be so. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm, I'll get the steel book for that. Um, if there, <clears throat> now nah, I wouldn't get a steel book. Uh, and then I think at the end of the day, I was thinking about AC Mirage. I think at the end of the day, I would get, I think the only one is Spider Man. That's yeah. it. You mean I'm getting Spider Man? Yeah, because PlayStation Direct, <laughs> I have, has no idea how to run its own site. <laughs> 
Ains, I'll give you $100 if you send that statue to me just so it doesn't go to Joe. Because I've already gotten one. I would just use the second one as like a cup holder or something. Just like on camera. I'll secretly open it, take out yeah. the statue, reseal it, and send yeah. it to him. Well, actually, Ains, I will need you to open it so I can get the digital code. So. It is documented, by the way. Being a good friend. The interest on this is going up by the day. It compounds daily. Um, it, it's well documented, by the way, Ains, that if Joe dies... Um, I get his Spider-Man one statue. Yeah. We, we had to, when he, when he was on the verge, like for COVID, I was like, buddy, I really want to love him. And remember him. <laughs> I <laughs> hope you pull through, Spider-Man. but if you don't, yeah, that was our deal for yeah. real. All right. All right. Well, sure. you said it on the air now it's legally binding. That's um, right. uh, I can't think of any other collector's editions that are coming this fall. I saw the avatar one. Oh, is there an Avatar there, one? Let me see. There is. It looks cool, but Way of Water did not do it for me. I love Avatar. Like, as a world, I love the first movie. I did not like Way of Water. Um, really? Really. Yeah. And I felt it was like a trillion-dollar revenge story as opposed to, like, what they were really there for. Um, but whatever. That's, that's that's not the point. My point is the statue looked cool. It didn't look $250 cool. Yeah, the CEs have gone up quite a bit. And I think that generally speaking, like I've said this before, the the statues you get with CEs, unless you really like the character or it's something different and special, like they're generally not worth it. Yeah. Um, they're just not great quality typically. Um, and I have like I have too much as it is, and I think now that I you know, I've got other like full size statues coming, like I'm I'm getting more picky about the collector's editions I order. The only one I think I have ordered is Starfield, and that's because like I said, the game has taken over now for me. So yeah, I don't have enough space. I, what I do want is actually, Ains, you were talking about. I want stands for these controllers, um, so I could put them yeah. in my room. They did That's make, it. you know, they have an official Starfield one. Oh really? Yeah. So years ago, there used to be controller gear. I don't know if you guys are familiar, and they made nice mm-hmm. little twenty dollar Xbox and PlayStation stands that you put your controllers on. They started to do a lot of business. Razer bought them out. So now Razer sells the charging stands. The problem is you have to buy the charging one, which I don't care about, but they cost like 35, 40 bucks, which sucks. You used to be able to just buy a plastic stand for like 15, $20. But anyway, they did make a Starfield one with the logo on it that lines up with this controller if you want it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Razer, Razer's a company that's like, we put an LED on this. Now give us. 20 bucks they're overpriced yeah definitely overpriced um but um i have a joe uh, joe you like this i have uh the statue that just shipped to me is um nameless king okay big ass nameless king statue yeah so that'll be uh greatly what other game have we not uh what what game out of all the summer showcases have we not mentioned that you guys are pumped for I don't. I feel um, like we've covered a lot of them. I, I want to applaud Xbox's new IP approach. I want to applaud them for not talking yeah. about Sea of Thieves or Halo or Grounded yep. a lot, right? Like Sea of Thieves got a rightful spotlight on the Monkey Island stuff, but they didn't mm-hmm. do well. Yeah, um, nope. And it, the, the reason that's important is that Forza, Halo, Gears, and Sea of Thieves were the Xbox One's pillars. And um while i'm i'm of the mind that there are a lot of games i loved from the xbox one era it didn't do what xbox needed it to do and so i like that they brought out new stuff we saw fresh ideas from them with 
two new IP that are first party. We saw a renewed avowed uh, IP. Uh, we saw good stuff out of Fable. Um, and the cool part about it is that for all the new and exciting things we saw at Xbox, we also didn't see a lot that we know is still coming. You know, we didn't see yep. indie, perfect dark, anything from id software. Um, and that's great. Machine games. Machine games, um, which is indie, I thought. Isn't machine games indie? What do you mean by indie? Uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, indie. Yes, yes, they are. They're, okay. Yeah. Um, um, and I sorry. think that's great. Like, I love that. And I love that. I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I want to make the final point. I thought Summer Game Fest, Jeff's show was a little thin. Um, especially yep, in hindsight, do. it was very thin. And my thought is Game Awards, right? Like, I hope Game Awards delivers. And that Xbox, I feel like Xbox, because of the number of things they have now, could deliver something cool at Game Awards. I know? think we'll see Hellblade's release date at Game Awards. I And I bet it's quick. I hope it's January. January, February. Yeah, we'll see. I am. Um, March. Yeah, I, so one of the cool things I got to do... Um, is to go to this media that media thing I told you. So it was about a 45 minute conversation with uh, in front of us were Phil Spencer, Matt Booty, Sarah Bond, and Todd Howard. And they talked uh, about just core things about Xbox business, what they're focused on, IPs and that stuff. It was good. And I've recorded it. I'm going to be writing an article on it uh, on some perspective. But one of the things Matt Booty talked about in that vein is. Yeah, we, we're very proud of what we showed. We're happy we could finally show some of these things, right? Like, obviously, we've heard the cries of what's going on, and it just took takes time. And he reiterated, like, AAA games take several years to make now. Um, so it's not like they've been resting on their laurels. It's just like they needed time. Um, so, But he said now, like, he is confident, and he reiterated, I have it on my phone, that they are at a place where they will deliver the game a quarter from first party going mm-hmm. forward. Uh, and it's what we've talked about. It's what everyone's wanted to see from them. It's what we think the value of Game Pass is, right? Where you stay a continual subscriber because you'll get a big first party game every quarter combined with indies and third party agreements and stuff like that, right? Um, but he already said, like, yeah, we still have a lot that we didn't show. Um, so he he sounded more confident than I've ever heard Matt Booty sound in speaking about the portfolio. That's cool. Like to hear. Yeah, good. So it's good. good. Well, boys, listen, that's been the conversation mm-hmm. this this week. Any any final thoughts before we get on out of here? And I try to sneak in at least one more hour of Diablo. <laughs> Same thing. I'm trying to do that Capstone Dungeon, man. So um, I can. Uh, well, it depends how late you're up. I could probably help you with that in a little bit you need me to let's go um i'll mess i'll message you when i'm gonna get on um lies of p i just want to call out real quick Um, that that demo is really surprisingly good um you know it's it's very much a souls game so you you know we already kind of knew that did you play it joe yes i played uh, i i beat it yeah did you like it i liked it a lot that was very there was very Bloodborne-esque, but at the same exact time, adding its own elements to make it feel like something different. Like, it felt yeah. competent. Um, I think I, I think I said this on the Trophy Room last week, where it was just like, you know, Team Ninja does their own, like, iterations or versions of what, you know, we we come to expect from, from software games, and they're usually the only ones that do it competently. Like, the problem with a lot of indie games that try to be 
uh, a from software game is that they're trying to be a from software game. It feels like like the movements just a little off and everything like that. Um, but or, or like the, the the combat doesn't feel at. Sorry, someone's talking. One sec. Yeah, cut me off real fast. Hey, boo. Um, that was my that was my wife uh, talking to Joe. It's crazy. Um, I wasn't listening to Joe because I don't listen to Joe. He doesn't really say things that I pay attention to. So I was straight up scrolling my phone because whatever. Right, and that's I'm why back. he's one of the best. Shut up, Luke. Shut your damn mouth. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what he was saying. He could have been something. I was just complimenting you on how he was being super nice about you. Oh, great. Okay. So it was negative. Uh, so yeah, no, you know, that's, it, it always feels like imitation. Lies of P doesn't feel like imitation. It feels like it's, it, it is like a, this could stand on its own, like a, like a team ninja joint. So I, I, I really I agree. Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I was surprised. Uh, they've obviously spent a lot of time on it. It feels really good. It looks really good. It performs well. Um, I immediately got into the iframe dodge kind of timing, you know, rhythm of that game uh, on that first little mini boss. And it just feels really good. So I'm pumped about that. I think that we're getting that and Lords of the Fallen looks fantastic. Um, between those two games, I'm super hyped from a Souls perspective. The only thing I wish we saw, to some degree, last point, is we didn't still haven't seen Elden Ring's expansion, which I thought we might see somewhere during these summer showcases. But it's we'll game see that in But it's fine. We have here. so much this year. It's fine. Take your time. Yeah, it's fine. Take your time. Yeah, keep cooking. I don't want I don't want Jeff Keighley joints to be stretched thin. I don't think that's good for the industry. I think uh, because of the name. That, that he has built for himself a lot of eyes are on his showcases and i need those showcases to be strong to continue like having a healthy game industry and, and discourse around it so my hope is yeah. that game awards delivers um on some of those big announcements and maybe show some awards in there too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so call it now game of the year i have said it's going to be between zelda and starfield personally but like my personal at the video game awards i don't mean ours i don't mean i just mean at the game awards i think it's going to be zelda or starfield zelda i think it's probably zelda or starfield i think it's starfield uh because it's cute that you guys had a second or you know like it's or this (laughs) it's zelda (laughs) i I, they've all made up their mind i don't mean something about i'll be on the outside of because i was writing on breath of the wild being on the outside looking in the vibes have not stuck with Tears of the Kingdom because of Diablo, because of all the all the showcases. So the vibe, like people aren't still talking about it. Breath of the Wild came out last time, what, March or something? And everybody just talked about Breath of the Wild for months. I feel like everybody's moved on from Tears in terms of the conversation because of the showcases and Diablo. Once the conversation or- comes back to Game of the Year, yeah. and the conversation is, all right, so what's our eight? Legend of Zelda, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's Zelda. It, it has a, I'll say, it, it has like an innate bias in this industry. It's sure. been with us the longest. It, uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild showed that. No, yeah, Breath of the Wild I, was it, rightfully deserving. <laughs> showed the bias clearly. All right, Ains. Okay, No Man's Sky <laughs> two over there. Uh, so, like, no, I, I I joke. Yeah, whatever. It's true. Uh, I'm, um, I'm posting on Twitter that you said that. Enjoy. All right. <laughs> oh, no. People that look like me are going to tell me to kill myself, Aids. Oh, no. Um, but no, it, yeah, it, it's going to be Legend of Zelda. 
I just which I'm sorry. I don't even game think of the year. runner up. The game of the year conversation this year is so freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because because we started the year we had Hi-Fi, Dead Space, <clears throat> uh, Resident Evil Four, Street Fighter, Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Jedi Survivor, uh, Zelda. Like it's it's mind-boggling the quality we've gotten, and yet still people aren't happy. Yeah, and in this mean, is the best me, year in games, by the way, better than 2007. I, I think it is going to top 2007 finally. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a, a for for me of, of game of the year, it's just three games. I think Diablo, uh, Resident Evil 4, and then I have not beaten Zelda yet, but once I do, that's number three right there. I think uh, Zelda does so many things. Like it, it listened to y'all of what you wanted to see from Breath of the Wild and didn't. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a feat. So. I think those three right now for me are. That's why I think if if Starfield actually delivers on all the things that we saw and that it's capable of doing, it, it could be up there. But I agree with you. Generally speaking, unless Diablo is mind blow or uh, Starfield is mind blowing, I think Zelda has probably got it in the bag just because of the industry the way it, the way it is. So but, let's go play Diablo, anyway. boys. Yes, sir. Let's go, Luke. Uh, you want to get us out of here, Buck? Absolutely. You guys can, of course, find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost and support the Xbox Expansion Pass on all your podcast services. If you listen on one, go rate it on the others as well. Uh, It's always appreciated, and I would love for you guys to join Logan and I each week as we uh, discuss all the goings-on in the Xbox universe. We work hard to make a good product for you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. Ains? Yeah, um, so thanks for everyone with all the engagement while I was out in L.A. Uh, just crazy numbers and impressions across the board. Channel was still rocking, even though we're really lacking content right now. I had the L.A. trip, and then I got really sick, so uh, SG's kind of slacked the last week or so, but we're getting back. Uh, Big Cast will be back this weekend, obviously, Cast tonight. We'll have an article coming up about some of the uh, deeper things going on in Xbox and some of the things I heard and had conversations with, so look forward to that. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. You can find me over at Mr. Babbitt on Twitter. You can find my show, The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast <clears throat> on Twitter at PS Trophy Room or the video version. You can catch live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this week. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, honestly. Uh, probably Final Fantasy 7, or sorry, 16 reviews go up we'll have a chat about that and also god, we forgot about final fantasy 16s this week too know, good god i know and uh you know we're gonna have finally we can finally put it out there uh the ben star interview a 49 yes. minute interview of a dude that is just so down to earth such a such a really awesome time just to hear him gush about video games it's awesome so awesome yeah uh, it's going to be a really cool week for the trophy room. Actually, I think this this week it won't be live, but it will be premiered at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So there you go. But yeah, nice. And uh, by the, the way, chat, chat you've been fun. awesome tonight. Sorry, Joe. Hey, I thought wonderful. you were done. Yeah, almost. I was going to say, find it anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. You know? Oh, all right. I'll do the outros here. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> All right, I, for, I keep forgetting about that. I'm sorry. Uh, so with that, that said, everybody keep <clears throat> keep keep casting keep casting that co-op. And wait, before we go, uh, please uh, put hashtag put Luke in Starfield. Let's do it. <laughs> Luke for Starfield. Hashtag. Go for it. <laughs>
Keep catching the call. <laughs>